Reading from the PDF booklet entitled The African Shaman, subtitle called by the Ancestors into Wellness, Healing, Wisdom, and Dreams, authored by Naja Nyakeo Munyinyi. Mental Health Matters in the African Woman, Part 2, Episode 13. The potential healer often goes through what is now understood as the initiation period. It's like a bang on the head. Many initiates say they feel like they're going mad. Where suddenly many things in life do not make sense. However, it is necessary as this is a journey that hones, enhances and sharpens a queen's emotional sensitivity, apathy and insight. But sisters... It is often confusing and extremely alarming. It is also alienating, as in today's world, anyone who displays out of the normal symptoms is branded as abnormal, unwell, and often shunned. Very often, too, the mental illness is accompanied by some physical illness that brings much pain, suffering, and very often a near-death experience. A word here, and I don't know whether to laugh or cry, but these near-death experiences are really cray-cray. And if the healer initiate doesn't get it and begin the calling procedure of acceptance the first time around, the near-death experiences repeats itself over and over again. And this includes suicide. Now, how many of us go through this pain? And while I ask you to think about this, please take a look at those in your family as well. Both your sisters and your brothers, at both kings and queens, your fathers, your mothers, your cousins, those in your family. Look at the patterns, because these are not isolated incidents. Some initiates go through periods where they do not eat. And this is because they do not feel hunger, so they do not eat, leading to severe weight loss. This can be accompanied by sleep deprivation and insomnia, which in turn leads to them having visions, which are more often than not regarded as hallucinations. This spiritual emergence is also punctuated by Strong mood swings, strong emotions, visions when awake and asleep, psychosomatic illness, and being pushed to behave in unusual ways. Again, all these are seen as socially unsuitable behaviors. And family and friends may alienate themselves from the initiate because of a lack of understanding. A word on psychic aptitudes, including telepathic abilities. These are often observed in those labeled as schizophrenic patients. When a healer initiate has this particular skill, they often blurt out with extreme accuracy the thoughts of others. 
In today's world, this reading of the mind causes a strong apprehension, dread, and anxiety towards the initiate, to the point where parents are hospitalizing the child or teenager or adult who exhibits this particular gifting. There is also the skill of finding lost objects. Healer initiates can always find lost things. hospitalizing and medicating. Sadly, psychiatric medication, aka chemical therapy for short chemotherapy, often does more harm than good. This is because the foreign chemicals flood our pineal glands and create a condition known as pineal gland fossilization. This occurs especially when an initiate is misdiagnosed as chronically schizophrenic, and given a life prescription of antipsychotic medications. The overuse of these psychiatric drugs, especially antidepressants, anti-anxiety, and antipsychosis, antipsychotics, sorry, cause victims, cause vicious harm to the pineal gland and to the womb and to the natural production of hormones in the woman. A disruptive hormonal imbalance occurs, resulting in a disorderly unsettling physical body, an unsettling mind, and a troubled soul. Queens, my toes and fellow sisters, it's important to understand that when not heeded as a call and not diagnosed properly, this spiritual emergency period leads to further crisis where the initiate may go totally mad or die. We have hundreds of women who go mad and are discarded by their families to walk homeless the roads of our countries. This is wrong. Very wrong. It is good to understand the signs that our children may exhibit. It is good to understand the signs that our sisters, cousins, and relatives may exhibit. Remember this, healers are always called within your ancestral circle. And always the call is from an ancestor and is for the benefit and healing of your family. It is not shaming, but a precious gifting. In those rare cases where an initiate is recognized and taken to a shaman for diagnosis or a, tra a traditional healer for diagnosis, especially in South Africa, it is possible to reverse the calcification of the pineal gland of the African girl and it is possible to heal her entire womb. It is feasible. It has been done. And the call should be to make this healing not a rarity, but a normalcy. Many, healing, many healers have outstanding instincts, have superb awareness of self, can hear and see the unseen. And many have healing hands and other shaman healing gifts, like finding lost objects or the ability to grow things. This is normally known as having green fingers. However, all healers need physical training. 
And this is where the modern African psychiatrist and counsellor should fill the gap. For this training involves plant knowledge as well as education regarding the African physical body, organs within the body, the thought processes of the African mind, the history of their entire family, the social cultural practices, habits of the tribe, she stories and histories or histories of their particular community. This is very necessary for healers are called to restore their own people and are a gateway between the present and the past. So, whom are these healers that are in the service of their ancestors? These are they whom can understand and interpret the messages of the ancestors which appear in the dreams of people in their community. These healers are normally very well versed in the rituals and customs which are required to communicate with the ancestors and become known as mediators between the ancestors and their living kin. For our ancestors often communicate very clearly in visions, dreams, and synchronistic events. Who is in charge of the traditional knowledge in your particular country and local region? It is imperative to know whom holds these fonts of knowledge for the continuation of our people. In my country, Kenya, Many of these cultural traditions were hidden and hoarded away from our communities. But now there is a revival of old things and the younger generation is reclaiming lost cultures, values, systems and philosophies. Within the Bible, there is a verse from Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and 29. And I quote, I will pour out my spirit. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. End quote. I share this verse here to state that visions and dreams are not unnatural. They are not hallucinatory. Nor are they meaningless and never have been. Rather, these are welcome experiences. Know that the Bible is a smaller copy of the Torah and the Talmud, books which were originally oral laws spoken by the black melanated Hebrew for the enlightenment of the black melanated Hebrew. I specify this so that you understand when you observe your people your queens and kings and your children, when you observe them hallucinating, remember those words and pause before you rush to psychoanalyze them using methods that were never intended to heal we. Traditional healers in Africa recognize this dreaming and vision aspect of their patients and it is both sad and, and, and an abomination that we let the modern medical psychiatrist prescribe on our own different theories and treatments which involve the use of chemotherapy or chemical therapy. In the Eurocentric setting, a patient is observed as an object in which therein reside disturbances 
those disturbances being a misfunction or misfiring of the neurons. And thus the patient is regarded as having a neurophysiological disorder. What a mess. Thus, I share with you this healing podcast lesson as an alternate way to observe your surroundings using your newly developed womb instincts. Understand that many healers, shamans and seers have a keen understanding regarding the balance of energies both seen and unseen. And when working with their patients, they often refuse to treat patients independently of the patient's family, preferring to keep the individual within their community. This is known as a holistic or whole, W-H-O-L-E, holistic therapy. We are not social, isolated beings, but deeply connected in more ways than we have been taught. Isolation of the African often leads to sickness, and much sickness is as a result of mental, physical, and social isolation. It's a cycle. We operate daily in these three realms. In the case of severe mental trauma, for example, like the loss of a child at birth, the healer or shaman may ask the patient to live closer to nature, away from her household duties and wifely demands, especially the sexual act, which is a procreational act, away from small infants and crying children, until both her heart and womb mend physically. Living and working within nature is always intended for a specified amount of time. However, most healers give their patients particular physical tasks to perform so that they can engage with life. From caring for domestic animals of others, working on a farm and growing produce, active physical work daily, working on a food garden, creating art. These tasks are performed for community and are considered as vital steps and processes necessary for whole body, mind, and soul treatment. Community and family members are also involved in the treatment, granted permission to visit and talk to the patient at all times. They are not allowed to shun the patient. Rather, acts of kindness and inclusion are supported. Human contact, such as touching, hugs, and holding, are encouraged. When I was researching on this phenomenal phenomena of mental unwellness and being called to be a shaman, a number of details stood out. And the most painful of those details is that we have so many healers across Africa who are shut up in unpleasant mental institutions due to a lack of knowledge and empathy. This lack of compassion is our blame and responsibility as mothers and matos. We have to take up that energy and return it to wellness. 
I'm not saying all of them are healers. No, they are those who do have mental issues that need a change of diet and trauma holistic healing. What I am saying is that there is an urgent need to review and acknowledge whom we are as African women and to begin the rising up to our responsibilities as healers, to begin the building of better societies for our children, especially our princesses and future queens. Women are healers. The womb is a nurturing space and typically releases the hormones and energies directed to specifically towards cherishing, healing, caring, growth, development, support, ETC. Healing has always been regarded as the natural responsibility of the African woman, of mothers, of mitos, of sisters and queens. This was our area, our responsibility, our magic. Women have always cared for their children and for their menfolk, be they brothers, cousins, spouses, or sons who come back from long excursions and warring expeditions. From the oldest queen to elder Maitu, to the youngest princesses, the magic work of healing was the woman's responsibility. Women have always been the midwives, bringing forth life. They knew the procedures involved regarding the care of pregnant princess and care of the infant. Women have always been the day-to-day -day carers and nourishers and life givers, and it was they who planted herbs, medicinal and food plants for poultices and medicine. Women have also always been those who knew the rituals concerning care of the dead, which words to say, how to handle the body avatar, which oils to rub on the skin after death, and how to dress the body avatar. The men they dug graves for the dead. This healer's position was imbalanced and inverted with the arrival of the European at the turn of the first century CE. Note that women healers were killed, thousands were burned alive or staked to death in Europe when they healed their families. Laws were written. Any woman who had knowledge of healing was declared a witch. And in a move to alarm, scare, and freak women out, away from their natural gifting of healing and nurturing. In Europe during the 1700s, this patriarchy, it rose further and women became excluded from academic institutions. The excuse was that a woman's brains were inferior. I will not go too deep into these troubling times, but please note that for over 2,000 years, women have been bullied, burnt, killed, and tortured for healing their sick families. And in the last 1,000 years, women on the continent, in Africa, have been deliberately locked out of Western educational institutions. And this is why, to this day, women healers, are still thought of as inferior. This nonsense, despite the sheer weight of a woman's knowledge of herbs, of plants, and thousands of healing techniques handed down from mother to daughter, from grandmother to grandchild. My sister's listening in regarding mental unwellness. 
and then wellness. I speak also from personal experience, having gone through many seasons where I felt I was mad because of the voices in my head, where I was terrified of sleeping because of the dreams I would experience, and in an effort to stop the dreams, to silence the voices in my head and to cut off the external stimuli, I did flood my body and mind with artificial chemicals and alcohol. So I have much empathy with you queens who labor through mental distress. We do not attract bad energies as it is often touted to us. We are being called to be healers and we do not know that we are being called. When I eventually learned that the voices in my head were not mere figments of my imaginations but very real messages, and I learned how to tune into them. I had a spiritual transferal that was very physical. I felt my whole soul shift and pop back into my body. Much like how if you dislocate your wrist and as soon as you pull and push the bones back, they pop into place and all the pain, stress leaves the area. Once I personally accepted this simple other and very different reality, my healing has been incredible on all three gateways of my womb, the spiritual, the physical, and the soul. Remember where you are standing, on the hill, looking westward and watching the view below you as the sun rises behind you. This is an acceptance of differing viewpoints and perceptions. My life has stopped being a struggle. I don't feel like I'm being pushed and pulled in so many different directions. The pain of repeatedly stumbling and staggering from one tragedy into another has left my personal life. I have a level of peace that has been gained, much of it from regarding deeply and taking into account the guidance which kicks in every so often from my ancestors. So I share to you, Queen, who is listening in, that your madness and mental health issues may be a calling, and that this in itself is worth looking into from two angles, both the healing and the healer angles. Even if it turns out that you're not a healer, you will get indigenous healing of your illness and disease. So consider talking to your local woman traditional healer and if you do not have one, DM or direct message me for I know many women who do this work across Africa. Also, use your womb instincts, my sisters, for your womb cannot con you. Learn how to use your womb intuition as well, as well as you have learned how to use your eyes, your ears and your mouth. I urge that you look for a wellness woman healer from your location or tribe if you're on the continent. And if you're in the diaspora, open your chakras to attract a healer who understands your background. This is critical because we are not objects with dysfunctioning loose wiring like a robot, but spiritual beings in a sensitive, highly attuned physical body. Get to understand the power of your womb and how it impacts your entire well-being. Because of your womb, 
you pick up far more stimuli than the male does, which is why often the male cannot understand the female psyche as he does not have a womb. We reach that horrid place in the medical world where, quote unquote, normality of the mind and body was based on the functioning of the Caucasian male, and all else was abnormal. And finally, my sisters, PPTs, people, places, and things that we can see matter very much in our lives and even what we cannot see. For example, we are learning just how disruptive our diets and food intakes have been regarding the wellness of our bodies and how this affects our energies. Thus, regarding our mental health, know that our places or surroundings do affect us much and it is better to look for an emphatic female traditional healer who will not seek to chemotherapy your brain but whom will look for solutions to mend and heal your imbalance. Chemical therapy is cheap medicine. It covers the symptoms very well. However, it does not restore and the side effects are alarming. So open your chakras and attract to yourself a wellness healer, a seer, a soothsayer, a shaman, or a herbalist witch. Or perhaps you already have, and this is why you're listening into this mighty podcast. And with that, I come to the end of the reading and to the end of episode 13. If you would like a copy of the PDF booklet, The African Shaman, please do write to the email address shared in the credits and we shall respond. I thank you so much for listening into these two mental awareness podcasts. And once again, I hope that you have learned something new and wonderful about your womb power your womb intuition, your mental health, and your potential as a womb healer. Nothing is a coincidence, queens. Absolutely nothing in this world is a coincidence. I send you the energies of love, light, peace, and much, much laughter. Until the next podcast, my dear sisters, I, Najanya Keo, say to you, Kwaheri Ya Kuonana.